Welcome to TikToking. I am Kevin Hughes. And we have him today, guys. We have the king. The king of anti-bullying. The guy that everybody loves watching on TikTok. The guy that hosts the Cheer Choice Awards. It's just all around fun. And he goes by the name of Scott D. Henry. Yes, season two winner of Tough as Nails is here on the podcast with me today. And you know it was a blast. We talk about when he got started on TikTok, how it just blew up from there. Now he's a full-time social media creator. He gets to spend more time with his family, and it's absolutely amazing. You guys are absolutely going to love this episode. So without further ado, here's my friend, Scott D. Henry. Enjoy. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, where creators come to play. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, find out what they have to say. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, fascinating interview. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, tick-tocking with Kevin Hughes. Scott, what's up, man? Yo, how are we doing, man? It's good to be on your show. I mean, I know you've been trying to get me on here for a minute. Oh, dude, about a year. <laughs> I know it's been it's been too long of me dodging you. That's my fault. No, it's all right. I know you're a super busy guy, and it's uh I mean, everything's been crazy for you, to be honest. And it's been yeah. So did like everything start with TikTok, or were you like a, a social media sensation before TikTok? No, it all started with TikTok and it all happened on accident. I was never trying to gain a following. I w- I never thought I would gain a following. It was literally being bored in a hotel room away from my family, away from uh away from everything, just on a construction site and wanting to do something. So I decided to get TikTok and make videos and that's crazy how it blew up and e- even in the first 6 months it, it, oh yeah, it went crazy. Yeah, actually, you know, I was so it was like 2020 when I got on to TikTok. I never thought I would be on TikTok myself. You know, I'm 38 years old. I'm like, eh, I'm you're, the old you're guy. You're a young, you're a young pup. <laughs> <laughs> well, not in TikTok world. You know what I mean? Not at yeah. that time. Oh, there was I a know. bunch of kids doing their little, you know, boy band dances, and <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that is not for me. So I blew out my knee and uh, had reconstructive surgery along with the pandemic. And I got bored of Netflix and everything else. And I was like, you know what? Let me just see if there's anything else other than dancing on this TikTok thing. (laughs) And, you know, know, I didn't know about the algorithm and all that. But once I started seeing videos that I could really enjoy that weren't, you know, that were more my age group or my liking, I decided to start an account. And I hadn't seen anything of you. But my mother-in-law, funny enough, (laughs) actually, she's like, oh, my God, you got to check out Scott D. Henry. He's so awesome. And I was like, oh, okay. So I started watching you, and that's when I started following you. And, uh, yeah, and then I asked you to be on, and it was kind of back and forth uh, for a little bit. But then, and actually, I think it was around the time you and your brother were on because you guys were starting a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, if you guys need anything, you know, I've been doing this, you know, let, let me know and I can help you out. But then I ran into you in Vegas and we actually got to meet in person. and Which was way and fun. It was really, 
Yeah. Oh man, Vegas was a blast. It was so fun, dude. Yeah. Are you gonna be and there I, this year? Uh, yeah. As, as if I know the date, I haven't heard anything. Oh, I got I you, bro. Go. April fourteenth through the sixteenth again. It's in April again. Okay. Are you hosting again? I am, bro. Dude, that is awesome. <laughs> Thanks, dude. That's so cool. Yeah. And when when I met you at the pool, you know, at first you were in your cabana. And then you came out in that speedo. Yes. Yeah, and I about thought that. it would No, no, I thought it was fantastic cuz when I asked you and you were like, "Hey, I'm just trying to make everybody else feel comfortable." I thought that was so cool, man. And I remember telling you I was like, "You know, because of who you are, I hate to tell you this, but I know this is going to go viral." But I didn't I didn't think in a negative way. You know I, what I, I mean? honestly like, I honestly didn't either. I had no idea that it would take the turn that it took cuz Dude, uh, you know, it's because very few people I talked to you about it and I talked to a couple others and in the cabana, I even told my wife, I was like, babe, I am so uncomfortable. I don't know if I want to do this. Like I'm a big old boy and I, <laughs> I'm not in shape. And she was like, babe, who cares? You're here to have fun and you're here to make people feel good in an environment where people will feel uncomfortable and just get out there and have fun. And yeah. so I did it thinking like, okay, you know what? I can do this. I can, I can feel uncomfortable to make others feel comfortable. And then people were like, oh, Scott Mosquito and talking about the size of my manhood. And it went, it went in a way that I did not, I didn't expect it to go that way, man. Yeah. Well, I could tell you this for anybody listening to this, my listeners, and I know a lot of people that follow you are going to probably listen to this episode. I can tell you nobody in Vegas, I was there firsthand. Nobody thought that way. They thought it was hilarious and it was Scott having a good time and it made everybody more comfortable, just like your goal. And, and that was it, man. And, uh, you know, that's the one thing I really love about you. You, you started your TikTok with the anti-bullying stuff and, you know, that's fantastic because I have so many guests that come on the show and a lot of them I meet during their lives. It's kind of like how I got in touch with you the first time because sure. it gives me a chance to see who they are outside of their videos, you know, their real personalities. So a lot of the people I talk to, they're just constantly being bullied. You know, it's it's all these I don't, I don't, kids, adults, I don't know who they are, but they're hiding behind their keyboards and it needs to stop. I mean, what are you gaining from that? And that's one thing that I love about you. I mean, no matter who it is and what they say, you will call them out and you will, you know, you even offer to have a face-to-face conversation with them. I saw something just recently. I think it was yesterday. Someone said something really stupid and unnecessary. And I just love that you stick up for yourself and you will, you will stick up for anybody in your, in your fan, you know, fan group too. And, and I love that, man. I do. And you know, you, you get put in a really weird, awkward situation where like my whole thing was anti-bullying, just always positive, be happy. Um, and people, when they see me stick up for myself or someone else, they're, they 100% take it like, oh, I thought you were Mr. Positive. I thought you were like, what are you doing now? You're the bully. And there's a really, really big difference between standing up for yourself and bullying. <laughs> There's a huge, it's not even a fine line. There's a drastic difference. Once oh, yeah. I've never once, if you, you can go back and watch any video of mine. I've never once 
taken the initiative to go and attack someone or make a negative comment about someone or make a video attacking on anybody. I've never initially done that. That's bullying. When you are like picking people out and making videos and calling them names and doing this, when people do that to me and I stand up to my for, or for myself, people get it twisted and say, oh, you're the bully, Scott. I thought your whole motto was be better. No, you can you can 100% stand up for yourself. Like I, I think I think it's healthy. I think it's good. I don't think you need to be a doormat. Like it's not your place to let people walk all over you. And you can still be a positive, uplifting creator and 100% stand up for yourself. There isn't a, you have to be one or the other. Absolutely, and that's how I teach my kids. You know, because bullying goes on in school too. And I tell them if anybody's picking on you, as long as you weren't the the person Initiator. that initially started it, yeah. like you have a hundred percent. Like I tell them, if, if someone comes up to you and hits you, you fight back. Hundred percent. Like, you fight back. Like don't run. Don't you know? Like show them who you are. Because if you don't, they're just gonna come back and do it again and again and again. And you know, I never want them to be the person to start anything. And I told them there will be severe punishments if I ever hear that going on. Oh, yeah. But if absolutely. you're sticking up for yourself, I will take you out for ice cream and a movie. Uh, you know if what you're I mean? sticking up for yourself or for someone else getting picked up, you are, you know what, good for you and yeah. do it again. <laughs> yeah. And I had my first encounter with that. My son was, this was years ago already, but uh, my son was in uh, first grade and my oldest was in third grade. And my oldest, he's, he's, He's got my ex-wife's side of the uh, her family gene, but she, he's really like skinny. And um, my younger son, he's more broad like I am. And this kid was picking on my older son, and and my younger son just went up to him and said, "Hey, back off, my brother!" And that kid pushed my son, and boom, knocked him out. Knocked him out. Wow. Yeah, and I, and I was so proud of him. I said, "You know what? Like, yeah, you're the one that's in the principal office right now, but..." And I told the principal this too. I'm like, you know what? This kid was picking on his older brother. He's older than my son that is the younger son that actually, you know, hit the kid. I was like, he was sticking up for his brother. And yep. I will I will 100% never punish him for that. And if no. you guys do, then you're setting the wrong wrong example here at the school. Exactly. I'll, I'll, yeah, like you said, take the kid out for ice cream and say, do it again. You always stick up for your brother, 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> I Absolutely. love that. Love that. So when you were, when you started your TikTok and the anti-bullying stuff, like where did that come from? Like what, what made you decide to go that route with your social media? Well, you talking about your kids getting bullied. I 100% was bullied as a kid. I was seventh grade. I was a little scrawny kid with glasses. I wore a headgear. I, I, I wasn't athletic. I wasn't into sports quite yet. I loved my microscope. I loved my telescope. I remember bringing my telescope one day for show and tell um, to show it off to my class. And I got made fun of so bad. I got like the kids were horrible about it called like nerd um, that I took after after class, I took my telescope to the principal's office just to hold it for the day. And then mm -hmm. I was supposed to go get it after school. I never went and got it because I was so embarrassed about how badly they ridiculed me. To this day, I don't know what they did with my telescope because I would I refused to ever go back and get it and walk through school with my telescope. Um, every single day um, after my chorus class, I would walk down a hallway between the auditorium and the gyms 
And a group of kids, a group of older kids would stop me every day. They'd steal my backpack, throw it in different places to where I couldn't get it. They'd hit me. They'd call me names every single day. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I, I ended up, you know, growing six inches the next year and you know, becoming bigger than everybody who was bullying me. And um, it's not gonna, that's not going to happen with everybody. Not everyone's going to get huge all of a sudden, but I grew and I became one of the bigger kids in school. And I'll, I'll never forget, though, I'll never forget that seventh grade year of people making it horrible for me just because they thought that I was the nerd and because I liked different things that they didn't like. And so that's where that stems from. And I'll, I, I, I'll never understand the mindset of someone who's a bully or a troll or a hater. I don't, I just, I fundamentally do not understand it. And a lot of people say, Scott, they're just in a really bad place. You know, this, they're just, they, they hate their life and they are like, they're blaming you for it. I still don't understand that. Like, I don't get where that, I don't, even then, even if you're in a horrible place, what's that got to do with me? <laughs> right. So I just don't, I don't understand it. I I've always been a, I hope everyone ha- is successful and happy and they get everything in life that they want. And I'm, I'm not the person to be jealous to see someone else reach success. I, I cheer people on. Um, even when I was going through my lowest of lows, second, I was going through my second divorce. I was living at my sister's house. I, you know, trying to juggle kids and all of that, going through really, really hard times. I never, ever during those times would lash out at someone else because I was in a bad place. That just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make things better. It doesn't make you feel better when you lash out and make someone feel shitty just because you're having a bad day like that. It, 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 I, don't, I don't get the mindset. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. Now from seventh grade to eighth grade, you said you grew six inches. Yeah. Yeah. I got pretty tall. Okay. So what, what was that like with the people bullying you in seventh grade going into eighth grade and now them seeing giant Scott come mm-hmm. into the building what was their reaction? Did they just completely like leave you alone? Were they scared oh, yeah. of you or? No, they completely, they, at that point, they just completely ignored me. I remember, I, I, I know his first and last name. I, I'm not going to say it, but I remember no. I was, I went into English class and I, I, I sat behind the kid who bullied me every single day. And I said, Hey, you still want to like pick on me? Like after class, are you going to push me up against the lockers? Are you going to take my backpack? And he didn't, he wouldn't say one word. Huh? He wouldn't say one word. See, and that, that's the conclusion that I personally can come up with is people that do the bullying are typically bullied themselves. So in order to make them feel better, Mm -hmm. they feel they have to bully somebody else Mm -hmm. and you know, it doesn't make it right. And I'm not okay with it. And I don't understand that mindset because you would think that someone that's been bullied would kind of want to go towards what you do right. and want to stop the bullying, you know? Right. I guess some people's minds just don't work that way, but it's absolutely crazy to me that, especially nowadays, that people can hide behind their keyboard. Like, that's the most coward thing you could do. You want to bully somebody, but, dude, let's be honest. Like, you're you're a coward. Like, you're 100%. the weakest of the weak. How can you make fun of somebody else and not say to their face. Like to me, like growing up, if we had a problem, we went up, we had our thing. And then you know what? After we did our thing, we'd have, go have a soda or whatever. We got over our problems. You know what I mean? 
it, it was it was always like that chest to chest like yeah. even the kids like in like at least those kids were to my face like bullying me i knew who they were they weren't hiding behind somebody like it was a it was a group of kids so i still feel like they were cowards it was never a one-on-one but right. it was never like how it is now where the, the people have so much confidence because they don't have to show their face they don't have to reveal their identity and they have the most confidence saying whatever they want, spreading whatever rumor they want. And it's actually way more dangerous because they don't have any repercussions. They don't have any consequences. They just can say whatever they want. And if I react to it or I get upset, that's the reaction they're looking for. They've, they've done their job. They've made me upset and I've showed it. So, and like, I don't know, again, I don't understand what kind of kick they get out of it. Like, I don't, it makes no sense to me just because they got a, a rise out of me. Like they're like winning. I don't, it, the whole thing makes no sense, but yeah, right. even way more cowardly today with the hiding behind the keyboard. A hundred percent. And it's even to the point where my stepson, he has been picked on and stuff, but it's fine at school. And he's like, you know, the guy's buddy, buddy with him, but then they'll go home and play Fortnite, and he'll just straight up make fun of him on Fortnite and say all these mean things. But then he goes back to school and, and he's completely fine. Like nothing ever happened. And I'm like, so in all reality, you're, you're scared because oh, yeah. you're hiding behind the thing. And my stepson, he's 10, he has epilepsy. So we don't condone fighting with him because of his sure. head and everything. Sure. So whenever he has an issue, you know, we tell him to come to us and we'll handle it for him. Yeah. But um, it, it just, like we said, it doesn't make any sense. I don't, I guess I've just never been in the position, especially God, being a kid nowadays, it has yeah. to be rough, you know? Yeah. And, and and how many kids do you have? I have three daughters and my wife has a son and a daughter. So we've got five combined. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a combined family as well. So um, I had three kids in a previous marriage. My wife had three kids in a previous marriage, and then we had one together. So we have seven. Oh, so, wow. There you go. Yeah, man. It's, it's crazy. And do your kids suffer from bullying at all at school? Luckily, no, they don't. Yeah. Um, and we've always told our kids, like, I, I try to practice what I preach. Like, I, I, if I'm going to talk about anti-bullying, I'm going to talk about it with my kids, too. Yeah. We, we talk with my kids and we say, if you ever see anybody, just like we, what we talked about, if you see anybody getting picked on, if you see anybody sitting alone, if you see anybody who d might need a friend, walk up to them and talk to them or stick up for someone if you see it. So my, my kids are very aware when they're going through school and they see something happening that they know when to step in and they know when to like, my, my daughter Lottie had a, there was a foreign exchange student who came and didn't speak, speak a lick of English, but she said, I, and, 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 and like, just kind of like asked him to come and sit and eat lunch with them, even though like we couldn't communicate. So she invited this little foreign exchange student over, sat with her and her friends, ate lunch and became friends with this girl. And I, I'm proud of my kids for that. And I, you better believe if they ever had a, if I ever got a call where they're the bully, they'd have to, they'd have to answer some questions to, to dad about it. Cause I, I will, I'll never condone it, but no, I'm, I'm, we're pretty lucky that they haven't, they haven't been bullied. Um, grateful. Yeah. Well, that's good, man. And, you know, kind of to rewind, I just thought of something I didn't want to, I don't want to completely bash this generation because I will say the one thing that I like about this generation that it wasn't like when we were growing up is 
even the kids that I guess our generation considered, you know, nerds, mm-hmm. or if you're in the band or whatever, you weren't as popular. Those kids are doing quite well now. Like nobody messes with them. That's kind of like the thing. And people like that now. So it's not only, you know, if you're not a jock, you're not cool. Well, now everybody's kind of cool. And there's, yeah. you know, there's, there's a few bad apples like we were talking about, but for the most part, I do enjoy that about this generation. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. I agree with that. I don't think it's as clicky mm-hmm. as it was when they're like, it was the jocks, the preps, the goths, the, <laughs> and it was, it was every single person had to have like that exact type of person to get along with. Now it's like, I don't care what you do. If like, if we vibe, we vibe and you're, you're absolutely right about this generation. Yeah. So how has your family, your kids and everything with school, like how have they transitioned into their dad becoming this, you know, social media superstar, you know what I mean? And getting all these cool opportunities, like how do they feel about that? And what do their friends say about it? I, it's kind of funny. Like the kids, they'll have a friend over and they'll see me and and I can see in their face that they recognize me and they'll be like, oh, my mom watches you on TikTok. <laughs> You're like, hi. And it, it is so, it's, it's very, very different. But I think, honestly, they're just happy and grateful that I'm not on the road so much. They don't, they don't really, they don't see me as like this famous person. And then that's mm-hmm. fine because I don't see myself as this big famous person either i'm just a normal dude i I make make goofy videos they're just happy that it's allowed me to stay home and go to their soccer games and be part of their lives um and it is kind of funny when they're like when a teacher will be like wait i know i know your dad (laughs) i I watch your dad that that it is it that's goofy to me i'll never i don't know if i'll ever get used to that but it's uh it's it's good um, and they just, you know, that they especially like it when I include them in a video or, but I've, I've been, I've been kind of careful with that too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's so awesome. And I'm not anywhere near the status you are on TikTok, but, um, I actually, so every now and again, I'll get noticed because of my, my podcast here. Yeah, sure. And that's, that's kind of like where I get the most, you know, I guess, attention. And it was recently I went to buy a Pelican case because I want to start traveling with this podcast and I wanted something to put my equipment in, but this guy was selling one in my town and I went up to his house and he answered and he's like, Oh my God, it is you. And I was like, (laughs) and I didn't know what he was talking about. I was like, what do you mean? It is me. And he was like, Kevin Hughes, right from tick talking. I was like, yeah. He's like, Oh dude, I, I love your show. I, when you when you reached out to me about this pelican case like i went onto your facebook and i was like oh my god that looks like him could it be him and, no and he's way. like this is so crazy and i'm like oh well nice to meet you and you know that was just such a cool feeling i mean it's i've been in the hollywood world i used to edit movies and tv shows in oh, hollywood wow. so like i've seen it towards other people not necessarily myself yeah. and it, it was uh it, it I always wondered what that would feel like. And, and, you know, every now and again, people reaching out to me just makes me feel good because I put a lot of hard work and you know what, what kind of work we have to put into being creators. Absolutely. It's nice to be 
recognized for for that you know it makes it's some sort of satisfaction uh, it's it, it's it, it's cool but like you said it's like the strangest thing like mm-hmm. i i don't i don't feel like i should be a person who's recognized <laughs> just but that's just me being like i always like kind of try to downplay what this is and my my successes and i shouldn't do that but like I don't know if I'll ever get used to someone like being like, Oh my gosh, I, I love your videos or I love your podcast and stuff. It, it's, it's a cool feeling. Yeah. And are you and your brother still doing your podcast? You know what? We've stopped. We've stopped. We, uh, mm. we had a bunch of stuff come up and like just to, the consistency of it was pretty tough. So uh, hoping to get back into it, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it was, I'll be honest. Uh, I, I knew you took a break. I didn't know if you'd recently started back up, but every episode that you had released i listened to and i really enjoyed it man it was a lot of fun and like (laughs) yeah i mean you guys were just being yourselves and you know the famous scott d henry laugh like your chuckle like it it just it just made it comforting and it was a lot of fun and you guys had your segments in there that you know it just it was cool man i really enjoyed it so if you guys if you guys do get back into it, you know, throw me a text because I want to start listening again, you know. and, and Oh, absolutely, I will. Absolutely, yeah. I will, for sure. So with everything going on, what else has social media given you opportunities for? I know you won uh, the second season of Tough as Nails, which is absolutely incredible. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was, I mean, that was a huge opportunity in and of itself i just yeah when cbs first reached out to me i thought it was a fake email i was like there's no way this is real they don't want me on a show like i don't whatever um but i responded because i told my wife holly i was like is this real like do i should i should i reach back out and she was like yeah, yeah. i mean what what harm could it do if you just responded to the email so I, I responded and made a video and I was like, yeah, I'd love to be on it. I mean, tough as nails. It's an amazing show. I would, I would love to be a part of it. I'm really good with my hands. I can build just about anything. I can run any piece of equipment. And then next thing I know, I'm on a zoom call with Phil Kogan, the host. And I was like, wow. Oh, this is real. <laughs> this is, <laughs> yeah. this is, oh, this is actually real. Um, then fast forward to winning season two and it being just absolutely awesome and crazy and this whole these whole two and a half years that have gone by have just been filled with so many cool opportunities i like we talked about before i was asked to be a host of the cheer choice awards in vegas for the spread the cheer foundation and this upcoming april i get to host again and you know got to meet paula abdul there and just it's been absolutely cool and i i think the opportunities are still going to be coming pretty strong yeah, dude, speaking of Paula Abdul, I met her there as well, and she listens to this podcast. Can you believe nah. that? Yeah, that's what she told me. She's like, I love your podcast. I was like, dude, that is killer. Like, That is that, amazing. I know. That it's super so crazy, freaking man. freaking cool. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that, that, made my, that made my whole time and effort for all of this worth it for sure. Oh, dude, good. I love that. I love that yeah. for you. Um. I, yeah, I just I want I want you to blow up even even more. I want everyone to listen to you. Yeah, man, and same with like with everything you're doing. I think you're great, and you know, I hear a lot of people say how you fake a lot of things, you know. Sure. And I and I don't. 
obviously I don't know you hundred percent, but I never got that from you. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of creators, most creators at some point make a video that's staged. I'm guilty of it too. You know, I've, I've had I mean, things that's, that were that's social media. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I know one of the big things that was going around and I wanted to ask you to clear the air in Vegas when your belt was stolen. Did you oh, that know was, that? That was totally fake. Okay. <laughs> and I had a feeling, you know, because, you know, people were saying, oh, no, that's not real. And I can't believe he would do that because so many people were worried about him and his belt. And I, I just, I mean, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually more happy that it was fake because if someone had actually stolen it, I would I mean, have been way terrible. more upset. I would have made a hundred videos about it. I would have called the cops. I would have been at the front desk. Like I would have, I would have put on like a full nationwide search for it. But yeah, me and Justin Danger and Nunley did our little. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we and we did it because we had in mind we had the whole he's going to come out on stage at the Cheer Choice Awards holding the belt, and I was going to go and grab it from him. Um, yeah, like. I, I'm I'm real to where like if I talk about my life or if I make a video, that's a hundred percent real, hundred percent me. But I'm not going to say that every single video that I've made has been one hundred percent. Like when I do a skit with like and I play the part of my son, does does what yeah. happens in that skit actually happen in real life, word for word? No. Yeah, no. I think of things and I write skits down and I come up with ideas and jokes and I, I, you know, that doesn't take away authenticity. It's still a skit that I've come up with and that's the comedy that I like to portray and uh, it's things that I find funny. But did that happen word for word between me and my son? Like, did my son freak out because he found one piece of pepper on steak? No, but he freaked out because I made spaghetti with zucchini noodles instead of real noodles. And I just thought it, I didn't have zucchini noodles in front of me at the time. I had steak and pepper. So I, I, I switched it up. Yeah. But, you know, it's just it's things like that where like, yeah, I am one. You know, when you meet me, what you see is what you get. Like, I'm not this different person in real life. Like me and you having this podcast right now, I'm not going to end this and be like some different, weird stranger that <laughs> like this is just who I am. Yeah. But yeah, not every piece of content that I put out there is a thousand percent the way that it happened in my life. No. Yeah. And I think people need to kind of step back, take a breath. They know how genuine you, you typically are, you know I mean? And I think that's why they took it so serious yeah, with that particular true. situation. And, uh, but I'm blaming Justin, time, Justin danger. And only if you're listening, that's all your fault, dude. <laughs> but, but at the same time, I think like, I mean, okay. Even after they found out it's fake, like they didn't have to like come at you like, dude, I can't believe you would do that. It's like, Take a step back, take a breath, and be like, you know what? That's actually kind of funny. Like, okay, I'm glad it never actually got stolen. I'm yeah. glad, like, like everything's fine. But a lot of people were reacting like they were I, getting ready to call the cops for you or something. And oh, they, they did. Some did. Oh, my God. <laughs> some did. Some <laughs> called the hotel. Some called the police. Some, called, some, 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 some gathered like a group of friends in Vegas to go on a hunt. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, this has that... gone too far. Oh. <laughs> I know. I, I, but like, like you said, it's just 
people take things too far. It, like if I were if I were serious serious about it and I wanted to find my belt, social media wouldn't have been the first thing that I did. I, I would have gone to the cops and I would have gone to the hotel. And then if there was no help there, then I would have gone to my followers on social media and I would have been very, very upset. I mean, I, I mean, I thought I did a pretty good acting job about being upset that I lost it. <laughs> I thought so too. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I saw the video. I saw the video. Cause when I was there in Vegas, I saw that. And I was like, oh, damn, like, I believed it. I, I thought you were 100% real. And then when I saw Justin make his video, like, haha, look at this, I got him. And I was like, okay, I yeah. think this is set up, but it's still kind of funny. Like, because <laughs> there was no way you weren't going to see his video exactly. of him saying you have it. And then, you know what I mean? Like, I thought I didn't, I didn't ever once like thought, oh my God, I'm going on a rampage. Like, how like dare pitchforks he? And How flame. dare he? <laughs> pitchforks and torches to Justin's room. You we're know gonna, what I mean? <laughs> we're gonna shut him down. He pulled a yeah. fast one on us. Oh man. Well, what is it about social media that you love so much? Now that now that things have gone to a level of millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people watching you every single day. Like, what's your favorite part about it all? meeting real genuine people in real life like yourself in Vegas just and and being able to be on your podcast and um getting the messages from people who say hey thank you for making that goofy video today i haven't laughed in weeks and your video made me laugh or your your video made me decide to stick around because i was going to check out um that the the real connections with people and the real relationships that you would not have been able to uh, cultivate otherwise. Like it's really, really, really cool. Like I, I would have never have thought that I'd be tr like, for example, I went to Scotland with my wife and over there um, got to meet a, another amazing social media creator. Who's a stud. And I, I you know, I just never would have thought. And then, we go to Edinburgh and there's the sweetheart who's on social media. Her name, her, her username is my little Edinburgh. She took me and my wife on a tour in the capital of Scotland where like, we wouldn't have just had those opportunities otherwise. Um, so yeah, just meeting really awesome people, getting, getting those, the, the messages saying, thank you for making that video. And I, I, I really, really enjoy it. And I, I do understand I'll, when I when I make a video like defending myself, I get the comment a lot. Oh, Scott, there's so many more people that love you that hate on you, and I I do understand that. I do 100% get that, and I appreciate so much the following and and the community that I've created around my page and the the positive feeling that's around my page. I I and I appreciate it so much, and I don't want my negative or like my videos where I stand up for myself to take it away from that, and I don't think it has. Um, and I just want people to understand that I, I do know that the people who like me and enjoy my content and support me f far outweigh the negative people. Yeah. And are you a full-time creator now? Are you not doing construction anymore? Yeah, I am. Congratulations, man. That, Thanks, that is phenomenal. I, I, I can't wait for the day that I'm to a point on this podcast where I could do this full-time, man. Like, it, yeah. what a blessing it is, you know, and, and congratulations. And I just think that is so cool. And 
such a great opportunity, you know? It's it, it's a humongous blessing that I never ever thought that I would have and I'm yeah, I it is a really really cool opportunity and you know, people can hate on TikTok and hate on social media and like it's whatever being an influencer or whatever you want to call us isn't a real job. Man, it for sure is. There's actual real work that's put into stuff like this real work put into your podcast real work to putting in a video when you're writing out different parts and filming it in different two different parts and editing it together and uh, it's real work but it's very rewarding work yeah yeah it's it's a ton of work you know and it goes back to when people would you know be like oh i want to be an actor because that's like the easiest job and you get paid tons of money I, for one, have been on these sets, and it is mind-blowing the amount of work that goes through this or goes through that process, and it it is so crazy, and it's not that easy. Like People think it's just like, oh, free money handed to them, and they show their face (laughs) on TV, and oh, now you're a millionaire. No, no, (laughs) no. Like The the amount of work, and even making videos myself for TikTok, it's like I've run out of time. I don't even keep up with my TikTok as much because of everything else I have going on. And I hate that, but I mean, that's, I can't do it. There's only so many hours in the day. And I mean, when I first started, so a lot of my content is I would take like movie scenes and then I would put a green screen and I'd put myself in the movie scene and then rewrite a script and like, make it look like I'm having a conversation with the actor, but like make it funny. And, there's a lot of work that goes into that, man. I mean, I would film and edit and it was like a three hour process for oh, yeah. one minute, one minute long for video. A one minute clip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, like all these people have no idea. No, it is no crazy idea. insane. It's a full-time job. So a lot of people that are doing it full-time like yourself, like it's not a just, I work one day a week and get the rest of the time to play. It, no. It's it's every day, just like a regular e- every job. Every single day coming up with, and you have to be, and you have to, like how many, I've put out thousands of videos and, and you have to be creative every day to be like, okay, what can I, what can I throw out today? That's like going to be creative and funny and uh, you know, and you, and I've, I've under, I never, I didn't understand before when people are like, I'm at a creative standstill. I've hit a creative wall where I just, I can't think of anything. I, I've for sure been there now where I'm like, I can't think of one damn thing to yeah. film right now. Yeah. So it, it is like so social media creators, we're the writer, we're the director, we're the, we're filming it, we're editing, we're putting it out there, we're trying to promote ourselves. We're, we are, all of that wrapped up into one and it's just like oh no all you do is film yourself with a phone and then move on with your day and sometimes it is that quick for me sometimes it is like oh this seems like a funny situation i'm gonna film it laugh and put it out there no editing first take let's go (laughs) it's sometimes it has to be that way yeah now is tiktok your still your biggest platform that you're on or TikTok's you, still my biggest platform, um, but on Instagram Reels and on Facebook Reels, it's it's, dude, it's blowing up on both of those other platforms. I've got mm. three hundred and seventy thousand on Instagram and four hundred and seventy something on Facebook, and yeah, I just I'm kind of doing all three right now. Yeah, who's the biggest uh, like? star like famous person like anybody maybe you 
looked up to as a kid uh, that has reached out to you on on any social media that you were just mind blown about? Reached out. Oh, uh, Frank Caliendo. I I, I always loved his comedy. Um, we follow each other, and we actually did a dual live together. Awesome. And I got to sit there and ask him to do all of his different imp- impressions and his impersonations. And I, I could rattle them off. I was like, okay, do John Madden. Do <laughs> Kermit the Frog. You do a great President George Bush. Do and he would, And he went to every single one of them. And I was... Like the whole time I was like, why in the world is he on dual life with me? And I never thought this would happen in a million years. And then of course the freaking backstreet boys. They I, reached out to you. I went golfing with them. No way. Bro, I went golfing. <laughs> <laughs> AJ McLean is the coolest guy in the world. He is so chill. He came to Utah. We went golfing with me, my brother, and JT Laybourne. Um, him and Brian and Howie from the Backstreet Boys came golfing with us. We hung out. Then we went to their concert that night. They let us backstage, hang out in their tour buses, just chilled. They do coolest, coolest guys you would ever meet. Wow. Yeah. That is so so cool. They're so freaking cool. And going back, that's, I guess that's kind of where I was going about one of your, what's your favorite thing about social media for me it's kind of that because when we were growing up there was no way we were ever going to become in contact with oh. with all these people that we loved and and watched and and now it seems like one video that you post and it, it doesn't matter what video tiktok could make it blow up and then all of a sudden people are talking to you and and you're yep. just like holy crap didn't you know, Frank Caliendo really just say great job on this video and knows who I am. Like yeah. that's, that's that probably one of my favorite things because I wanted to be an actor growing up. That was mm-hmm. my dream. Mm-hmm. I did acting classes. Um, that was an, when I went to school for animation, special effects, I, that was my chance to just go out to Hollywood so I can get a job. But ultimately yeah. I wanted to be in movies. I want to be on the other side of the camera. Oh, yeah. And, um, and in order to do that for us, it was, you had to be in LA, you had to be in New York, you had to be in Atlanta, wherever they typically shoot all these movies. And now you can be anywhere in the world and post a cool video. And next thing you know, boom, you're on tough as nails or boom, you're, um, uh, Charlie D'Amelio does animation voices now for these Pixar movies. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, it is absolutely insane and i love that man because it gives there's so much talent out there that i feel it gives everybody who doesn't have the opportunity or the money to move to somewhere like that to possibly break into the industry man and for it, sure it's 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 so special i think it's so cool i 100 percent agree with you and you know just you talking about that i i never took acting classes i didn't do any of that um but I've always been extremely like theatrical, I guess is what you said. I'm just, I like, I, I'm center of attention. I just, I, I, that that's just been my personality and I've never had a platform to kind of show it off. And so to have TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and just the, 
ability to kind of put myself out there. It's been so fun to, uh, to tap into that creative side where I haven't never, I've never been able to do it before. And I absolutely love it. It's so fun. Yeah. And I would, I would like to explore it more to where I am auditioning and trying out for different roles. And, but I, again, that terrifies me, dude. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know if I can do that. But I think you're in a position, honestly, like so many people know who you are. Yeah. I think that a lot of people are like directors or producers if you reached out to them, I'm sure they could find you something if that's what you were wanting to do, you know, yeah. and I, I, that's amazing. I, I think that's fantastic. I actually had a couple on a couple weeks ago that um, just finished or they're finishing up this month, but they're wrapping up a TV series for Netflix and um, the first the first season. And I was telling them the same story, how I did acting classes, not not saying anything. You know, I just thought it was cool what they were doing. Yeah. And they're like, dude. Like, we love your content. Let's get you on season two. And I was like, awesome. Like, really? And and so, I mean, we'll see if that happens. But if it does, like, what an amazing turn of events. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm not in my 20s anymore. I'm almost 40 years old, man. That doesn't matter. Well, back when we were younger, it did matter. You had to be break into it when you were at least, you know, mid-20s. Otherwise, it was going to be really hard, you know? Sure. But I just love that. And I don't know. It, it's just a special thing and a special opportunity for especially all these children, man. And like, I just see all the cool things they get to do. Like I wish as a kid, like I had opportunities to, you know, make money playing video games or make money yeah. making videos or, yeah. you know, and just, just do something out of, out of the ordinary, you know, like you doing construction. I've been in the oil and gas industry for 12 years now. And it's, it's, you know, it's a lot of work and we've worked really hard our whole lives. You absolutely. Know? So I back mean, breaking I work. Oh, absolutely. Dude, that's what you were saying earlier. My back is killing me. I'm going through the same thing. I'm actually yeah. having surgery in December and it's oh, just, it's, it's insane, man. And uh, but I, I'm just so happy to see where this is going. I know all the bullying and stuff sucks. And I think that's always going to be there, unfortunately. Sure. I know, but there are a few people like yourself that are going to call those bullies out and hopefully at least minimize it as much as possible. And um, I don't know. I just think it's really cool, man. And I, I, I love this. And, you know, I got a comment on my YouTube channel a week ago saying, so you're like a 38 year old dude that interviews TikTok guys. So yeah, you're cool. And it's like, well, you know what? Like most of the people I talk to are around my age. TikTok's not only, you know, 18, 19, 13 year olds anymore. No, no, no. Like you said, like your mother-in-law was the first who saw me. You like that's exactly. that's my demographic. <laughs> exactly. And, and do you get a lot of backlash on your lives? I mean, I see you on live a lot, and most of the time you're having a fantastic time. But I do notice there are some occasions, like one the other night I had seen, that people were not being so nice. And and I guess how do you how do you deal with that? mentally i'm not very good at dealing with it (laughs) so i don't know if i can give great advice about it um a lot of like you've seen me i'm sure you see me not react very positively to it and it's i mean it's hard for me 
it's hard for me because we talked about it. I don't understand the mindset. It makes no sense to me. My brain can't wrap around why people would throw shade just to throw shade. It doesn't, I don't, yeah. it does it can't make them feel good. It can't be like good for your own soul. So I, I take it very poorly and I've had to have my, like my wife talks to me a lot, just like, Scott, you got to let it roll off your shoulders. Like just they're, they're, they're going through something bad themselves. They're just, they're jealous of you. That's the, where it all comes from. And I'm like, I know, but that doesn't justify any of it. Yeah. To, to me, it doesn't justify any of it. Just if you're going through something bad, just shut up and deal with your issues. Or if you need help, reach out to me and I'd be glad to be right there for you. But don't lash out and hate me because I'm on live and you don't like it. <laughs> it not make any sense to me. So I'm not, I'm not great at it. I'm getting better. Um, and just like having actual open conversations like this helped me realize like, yeah, I can, I can deal better with it. I know I can. Well, and do you mind, and we don't have to, if you don't want to, but talking about the situation that I saw on live the other night, I'm not sure what situation that was, but yeah, go for it. Okay. And if not, I can, I can cut it out. Absolutely. But so the other night and I caught the very end of it, but I guess you were dressed as Dahmer. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> and I, we, I no, we can talk about it. Cause I think okay. there's, I think there's mistakes made by me on that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I caught the very end of it. You had already taken off whatever costume you were wearing or wig or glasses, sure. whatever it was. Sure. And I just saw you pretty upset. Like, you know what? I can't even come on here and have fun. And, and, and I guess since I don't know what happened, can you kind of talk about what happened? For sure. My wife and I were watching the Netflix series about Jeffrey Dahmer. And as I'm watching it, of course, he's an absolute horrific monster. Like there's, yeah. there's not, it has nothing to do with me being obsessed and like fangirling over Jeffrey freaking Dahmer. He's an absolute monster, horrible person. The actor who plays him, has a like a Minnesota, Minnesota, Wisconsin accent. And I have those like old school glasses. And I was like, you know, I think I could pull off a decent impersonation of this guy. And I was telling my wife and I started doing it to her. And she was like, you sound exactly like him. And I was like, Ooh, this is maybe like for Halloween again, probably a horrible decision. Cause like, I don't, I don't want to disrespect the victims and their families and, I didn't know that they already had like the the victims and their families were having a really tough time, even like with the Netflix series coming out. And mm. but in my mind, I'm I'm impersonating the actor playing Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm not I, I don't know Jeffrey Dahmer and his mannerisms. I know this guy on TV, this actor, and I can play him. And you know, for a few minutes, I was just yeah, kind of like do, saying some of the lines from the series that were famous. I thought it was funny, but I guess it was in pretty bad taste. I don't know, but I got, yeah, a lot of people upset were about it. Well, and, and I agree with you as far as like, okay, so that actor phenomenal. I mean, sure. what an amazing job he did. Right. And I will never glorify a piece Heavens of crap no. person like him. And I feel so terrible for the victims and their families. And I, I watched the series and I, I knew of Jeffrey Dahmer and I knew he was a serial killer, but I didn't know 
how he did it and what he was doing and right. everything like that. So to see that, I was just mind blown. But I could tell you right now, like, I think wearing a costume isn't necessarily glorifying what he did. It is absolutely just going by what we have seen on this TV series and what this actor has done. And I mean, I have, since that has come out, my TikTok has been flooded with people impersonating him and they are getting nothing but love. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, why, why are they coming out? Maybe because you're, you know, your whole thing is anti-bullying and like people expect you to be perfect, but nobody's perfect. You're a no. fantastic person and that's, and it's okay to play around. You're not, it was never intentional to glorify anything that that horrible person. Of course did. I wouldn't like, yeah. and that's, and in my mind, I'm like, of course I wouldn't. Like yeah. I, The fact that I even have to say, I'm not like just like obsessing over Jeffrey Dahmer. I, can impersonate the actor playing the role. Like, and that's, the, that was my whole mindset is like, Oh my gosh, I could probably do this yeah, and do it pretty well. And I did. And it, and it's like, it comes from that whole, like, can I put myself into a role? Can I actually act? Could I? And so when I try things out, it's me like testing myself, but like, and then that's why I got upset. It was like, I can't, I can't even test it out now. Right. Like, so when I wonder, you know, would people have that same reaction to a fictional story like if you're dressing up as michael myers he killed so many people in this movie because to me you were kind of doing it's the same thing uh, yes that was based on a true story but you weren't basing your impersonation on the real guy you were doing it from the tv series so if you're dressed up like michael myers are they going to be like oh i can't believe you would do that he was a killer in this you know movie and <laughs> Or I, I, I've even thought like kids who dress up as like the devil for Halloween. Yeah. Are they, are they glorifying the devil and the devil, like the devil's the worst person that you can ever think of. Like yeah, trying, man. trying to bring all the souls to hell. And like, are, are those kids glorifying Satan? No, no, it's a, it's a costume and it's fake right. and it's, I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing was weird to me, but yeah, I'll, I, I know for a fact I could, I could never do a, a, a video like that again or a live yeah and that's too bad man because even even though you stick up for everybody that is being bullied and everything you're allowed to have fun you know and you're a person just like every other person in this world and there should be no negativity for somebody it's not like it's really hard to like compare anything to jeffrey dahmer but it's it's not like you were actually gonna go and 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 impersonate an actual murder, you yeah. know what I mean, or yeah. eating yeah. somebody or whatever else. And I, uh, I just I don't know when I see that kind of stuff, man. I do feel bad for you because I think you catch a lot of a lot more heat than the normal person because of what your TikTok is based on. Sure, and it I just don't necessarily think it has to be that way, and I and I'm sorry about that, man. For for all the people that that don't mind what you do and actually enjoy your content, no matter what it is, uh, I'm sorry you have to go through that. I appreciate it, and like like I said, the majority of people were like laughing um, on that live. Even the majority of people were just like, "This is you are spot on. This is great." Um, but there were 
there were plenty of people who were just so triggered by it. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, and I, you, if something triggers you, that's not my fault. Right. And that, and that goes, that goes like you, you might need to see a therapist. Like if something is so triggering that you're scrolling through, through that you're so triggered that you're going to like, it's going to ruin your day. You really need to focus on yourself and realize what your triggers are and why they're triggers. Um, and instead of making, I did a, I did a video last year before Halloween. Uh, my wife's an aesthetic injector. She injects Botox and fillers and she does all the good fun injections for women to look younger. I've even had some myself, mm-hmm. but I, I took one of her needles and I said this year as Halloween, I'm going to go, I'm going to go dressed as a, uh, a needle so that I can poke my wife whenever I <laughs> it was just kind of like a play on words, but I held a needle and the comments of like, this is so triggering for me because like drug users use this to shoot up drugs. And I, I can't believe you would even put the needle on. Like, this is so triggering. This is so triggering. Like, I can't believe that you would even do this. Well, it's not my trigger. It's not my trigger. And just because someone might have used a similar needle to inject themselves with drugs doesn't mean that like I can't make a joke because my wife's an injector and an, an aesthetic injector. Like that's not my issue that it's a trigger for you. If it's right. a trigger for you, you need to recognize that and figure out a way to get through that on your own. That's I, that's not my issue to deal with. And not only that, but they have the ability to swipe past that video because if you think about it in all reality, I know a lot of people, myself included, that have triggers that could be anywhere. You know, like yes. someone could be making a funny video and they slam a door. Door slamming is a trigger, trigger. for me trigger. because of the abuse that I saw my father do to my mother when uh-huh. I was younger. I mean, uh-huh. The slamming of doors and anything. I mean, someone wearing a hat could be triggering because maybe they got raped by someone wearing a hat. You know what I mean? Like it could, and. And don't get me wrong, I feel bad for everything that people have gone through, but you can't, put, you can't put blame on everybody else for something a person did to you. You know what or, I mean? Or, or expect creators to make their content based on your life experiences. 100%. I, I don't know what you've been through. I, I know mm-hmm. what I've been through, and I, I, I know what triggers me and what my issues are, but I can't do that for 3 million people. You, you can't. Yeah. It's impossible. And so that's what, you know, that's, it's, it's been a really strange way to navigate through things when you get comments like that on literally almost every single video on every single video, someone is, someone's, someone's offended by it on almost every single video. I made a, I made a video where I was, it was me and I was playing my son. I, I, I told you about it where I made yeah. him food and he flipped out because I put pe- pe- pepper on it. And s- there were comments saying like, well, why'd you even put pepper on it? If you knew, if you knew your son would need it, why'd you even put pepper on it? And I honestly have to be like, it's a skit y'all. <laughs> it's, it's a skit. <laughs> oh. Like it, it could be absolutely anything and someone's going to be pressed by it for absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Gosh. Well, I hope anybody listening, you know, please realize that we are all just people having fun. And I'm, you know, I'm sure Scott can agree with this, but we apologize if anything triggers you in the wrong way, but don't, don't feel that's our intention. It never is. We never, we never wake up thinking, how can I offend everybody today? (laughs) 
Right. Yeah. It's so silly. Well, this has been absolutely phenomenal, man. And I'm so glad we made this happen. I do have some lightning. I have some lightning round questions if you're cool with that. All right. If you won the lotto, what would be your first purchase? A house. I would pay off our house. Okay. What is your biggest pet peeve? Bad drivers. Oh, I agree with that. <laughs> people people in the passing lane going 60. <laughs> uh, past or present, who is or was your cel- biggest celebrity crush? Panga. Oh, oh, really? I like her a lot, too. My wife's, my wife's here, so I had to say it kind of quiet. Topanga. <laughs> my uh, so actually she was one of mine as well but my first was uh tiffany okay. amber Thiessen. okay no, no we're good <laughs> <laughs> uh my first was tiffany amber oh, Thiessen, uh kelly yep, from saved by the yep, bell yep kelly kapowski so yes sir <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and it's funny. I have a a 16 by 20 photo of her autographed and I have it and I have it hanging in my studio. And my wife's like, you know, you don't even have a photo of us in your (laughs) studio, (laughs) but you have, you know, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. I'm like, I'm sorry, sorry, babe. It's just, I could see you every day. I don't get to see her. It's Kelly Kapowski. I mean, (laughs) right. (laughs) All right. Um, What do you want to be remembered for? Um, Ooh, just making people laugh, even though I might, yeah, always, always being a a spot in someone's life where they, they, they know that if they saw me, they smiled. Mm. Okay. It doesn't have to be anything Uh, big or fancy. Just like the people knew that I was always just a positive person. Yeah. And I think, um, I think most people would agree that that is the case. I appreciate that. Yeah. If you can go anywhere in the world for a two week vacation, where would you go? Um, it would be, um, I can't, why can't I think of the name? I've said it a thousand times. Fiji. Ooh, yeah. Fiji would be Fiji because of the Truman show. I've been obsessed with Fiji ever since I first saw the Truman show. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that movie. Oh my gosh. So good. And actually, a lot of people don't know this, but I'm about to blow it. That's how I end this podcast. So I have um, I have an intro, and then I do an outro after our yeah. interview. And the last thing I say on my outro is, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And I don't know if a lot of people know that's where it's from, but that's where it's I got 100%. it. <laughs> oh, I would have said it. I would have known that right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. And then finally, who is your favorite TikTok creator? Favorite? tiktok creator i love jason banks I oh just, yeah he's, he's amazing he, his comedy is just always spot on he's super super funny um you know um there's another one i can't think of his name right now and i'm so bugged right now it was like one of the first persons i followed i can't remember his name but he's way funny <laughs> but i'll we'll just stick with jason banks Okay, yeah, I was super bummed when he won that award and he wasn't present in Vegas because I was I was hoping to get to to meet him. But yeah, he's hilarious. 
Well, Scott, thank you so much. I appreciate this. A year in the making. We, did it. we finally made it happen. And, you know, I know how busy you are. So I appreciate you spending an hour with me and, uh, and, talking with me man it, it means the world to me oh thank you so much for having me man you're a good dude and hey i hope this blows blows up even bigger than it has for you dude i love it well thank you man i appreciate that well you have a great day please keep in contact and let's definitely do the vegas thing in april man yes, that was sir. a lot of fun yes sir all right man well you have a good day yeah you too all right bye-bye talking a dick talking dick talking with kevin hughes that was freaking amazing. Scott is such a cool person and a downright awesome dude. And, I mean, come on. You get to go golf with the Backstreet Boys? That's pretty freaking awesome. You know what I mean? Like, you've obviously you've set some uh, goals for other people there. I mean, that that's so freaking cool. Scott is just one of those people. He gets along with everybody. He, ha- he doesn't have a bad bone in his body, I don't think. You know, I know you guys love this episode. And I'm going to have another fantastic guest for you next week right here on TikToking. So if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Bye-bye now.